best clown around here? Ends poorly. Dude, I was trying. Serious, I, I want to learn, but I'm sort of shit at everything. You'll get there. Give it time. These legacies, they've been tutored in this their whole lives. Does it bother you, training people like that? I thought we were going to train a generation to burn it all down. Yeah, well, it looks like you're propping it up. They put a carrot on a stick, tell you if you catch it, you'll have the power to achieve your goals. But bit by bit, they move it from your path to theirs. <sighs> Yesterday, you said something that reminded me. Maybe I lost my way. Oh, I didn't mean to crumb on you. No, talk is cheap. What do I know? It's gonna get worse, not better. Keep your head down. Take your battles. Save your time from maximum destruction. Play ball at kings until you learn what you need. And then get the fuck out. Before finals. Welcome to a Deadly Class Act. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and this is the Carefree Black Nerd Review over Rick Remender, sci-fi, image comics, a hit show, Deadly Class. Uh, when you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag ADCAPod, a Deadly Class Act podcast. And when you're watching the show, live tweet with me using the same hashtag Hit me up on that Twitter with Carefree Blurred and uh, let me know that you're out there and that you're listening and watching right along with me. Now, this episode is episode three of season one, Snake Pit. In this episode, Marcus navigates a prank war between the rats and the legacies as everyone prepares for the big dance. Y'all, okay, so this show, I'm, I'm still in there. I really, really enjoyed this show. Uh, I'm going to try to limit the amount of times I say <laughs> mention the comic, but as someone who does enjoy the comic, it is very good, refreshing to see that they're doing different things with the series that deviates from the comics, but it's still damn good. So all in all, this episode, we get Deadly Class, we get the Legacies versus the Rats, we get Marcus still with this existential crisis, Wonder Years style Whatever that he's going through. We open up on Deadly Class with more trauma. Now this part that we open up on is pulled directly from the comics. It's when Marcus had the bomb in his hand and he was sharing a room with the guy who... I forget what it is that he did to him outside of like slashing his face and giving him that mark. Uh, His roommate is a guy who's into bestiality. He pretty much just has sex with animals. And he's watching the... Uh, what is that dog show composition? Um, it, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about, the dog show. <laughs> and he's looking at a poodle and talking real sexually and seductive to the screen while he's clearly jacking off. It's such a uneasy scene. And I like that a lot of the trauma and the things from our past or from the cast past is being relayed to us in comic book format, in animation format. One, because some of the stuff is just a bit rough 
Uh, and it's easier to draw these things as opposed to having people reenact them. And it fits within the framework of the show. And I'm hoping that every episode we do get some of that comic book panelness of it all. That's the direction that it seems to be going. Uh, so again, showing that trauma in flashback form from panels, wonderful. King's Dominion hoodie. I want a hoodie. God damn it, I want me a hoodie, I want a t-shirt, I want a hat, I want a book bag, but them hoodies, uh, I forget the class, but it's weapons or something where everyone is learning how to uh, shoot darts. Uh, okay, so all in all, what happens is we get the regular, you know, school, Marcus is here dealing with his shit, everybody's going to class, you get the subplot of Petra and Victor doing their own little romantic sexual thing, um... Uh, we get Marcus still kind of dealing with his actions. And him and Willie, I really like their relationship. But him and Willie kind of have a falling out this episode as well. And this is all with the backdrop of the big dance behind us. Now, I don't know if it's like a homecoming dance or if it's just a generic dance for the school. And I'm sure, well, do you have a homecoming in a school for assassins? Is that a thing? Uh, so, I don't know. So, Victor invites Petra to the, sh to the dance. She's like... Nah, I want to go. Get off me. I mean, don't you speak English? Can't you take no for an answer? And we also get this kind of prank war, which is pretty much hazing uh, between the legacies and the rats. I mean, from Chico making sure that the rats are eating rat meat, that Billy, uh, one of the rats, gets his hand stuck in a mousetrap that's in his locker. Uh, it's, it's just, I like it. And I, I see a lot of the critiques, and you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but the stuff that people are upset about that I'm seeing anyways, just feels like, ah, uh, I don't feel like there's something to be mad about. It's always oh, so eighties. It's so stereotypical. That is eighties. It's whatever. Uh, my biggest complaint again, as was last week, where are the black women? You have all these people represented in this show. Where the fuck are the black women? Where are they? Where they at? Where they at though? Uh, so yeah, in this coming off of watching Riverdale, where that was just like a bunch of kids being portrayed as adults, but then sliding back into that kid shit every now and then when when it serves the the story. This was this really felt genuine. This felt like a bunch of kids out here having a good time, you know, trying to live their best life. They just happen to be good at killing. Uh, I like that this dance. It's they kind of toyed with the idea of clicks and shit in school but then when you get to the big dance where ordinarily i would imagine it's everybody goes to the school people want to go to the dance you're nervous about who you're going to ask who's going to ask you and all that good shit and it's more or less about the teenage angst of it all this dance however is very much like you can't sit with us i don't know if it came across to me um if the dance was a whites only thing or if it was a legacy i think it was more or less a legacies only affair um yeah that had to be it because saya got in with no issue so yeah i think it was legacies only uh but then i was like well if there is a way for rats to crash the party and i don't mean crash in the sense that they sneak in like because it, it felt as if they were able to still get tickets. I don't, it, th it's not that this was so unclear. It didn't take me out of the story. But the more I thought about it, 
I was like, because I think, I want to say Billy, not Billy, Shaban, 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 little chunky dude, he had a ticket. I'm misremembering a lot of stuff, but it was, it, the dance itself is something that's kind of uh, not stressing me, it's just pulled me out a bit, because I couldn't really nail down what was black and white when it came to getting into the dance. Now, once we got in there, a bunch of, all the shit hit the fan. But all in all, Willie and Marcus's friendship was tested in this episode, and it, it, we came out on top. Pretty much Willie, every time someone came in a room with them, stood up and kind of bullied Marcus and Marcus's big thing is that he hates bullies and interesting that he said that this episode and it makes a lot of his actions from the last two make more sense now before I was like man you at this murder school how you gonna you know just be getting mad and trying to pick fights with everybody you don't even know shit which I still stand behind that statement I'm not going to a new environment talking all this shit jumping in folks face even if I'm not initiating the the uh interactions i'm still going to try to be as play it close to the vest as possible but i get it marcus really has an issue with bullies and from when he spent his time being homeless with that homeless bully rory who he killed and also with his old roommate at the boys home who was a bully to him and then though this isn't bully-ish but traumatically seeing your parents murdered in front of you you know that's like a series of events a series of unfortunate events that man i'm I'm sorry, Marcus. That's some that's some shit. So uh, I say all that to say that a lot of his actions really do make sense, and he needs help. This boy needs therapy. He don't need to be in no murder school. He needs therapy. Uh, but Danky or Dwayley, well, Henry Rollins' character, I think it was kind of confirmed that he was queer in this episode. He uh pretty much you know talk with Marcus like you know shit shit gets better and one thing I think that we need to pay attention to is the conversation they had once Henry Rollins dismissed his class and Marcus was still there and he said and I can't remember verbatim but it was to the point his point was you need to get in and get out get in learn all that you can and get out by finals and the fact that he focused on fine it wasn't like and get out and make something of yourself or get out you know and don't come back or it was just like get out before finals which i'm gonna say it again i've read the comics so i assume that i know what's coming down the pipeline and i say assume because this show has been deviating from the book so you know something that i think might be one thing could be something entirely different and so I have in the back of my head an event that I I think I mentioned it last episode where I thought it may have uh, made more sense to be a season finale. But hell, the way they talking, if if what I think is coming down is coming down, Marcus need to get his ass up the fuck out of here for real, for real. So I'm <laughs> I'm waiting on that. Now this whole uh, subplot with Petra and Victor, bro. I am hurt. My feelings are hurt. So, all in all, Victor has been kind of courting Petra since they slept together last episode, which was essentially yesterday, because I believe this episode picks right up the following day. Uh, but Petra is, once she finally caves in, it's because Brandy's big forehead racist ass comes over to her and is like, yeah, um, I think... Victor is a good choice. I know you're trying to be legacy and, you know, you don't want to be a rat anymore. Whatever. Just talking shit to her. And, uh, so Victor's like, you know, come on, come to the dance with me. She's like, yeah, I go. 
he got so excited. I think the thing that got me wrapped up in him is his um, kind of, sort of, almost innocence. He he seemed very childlike in a way that was. It just made him seem innocent. I'm like, damn, I fell into the trap. Because we find out that this was all a ploy. He, pretty much in Carrie fashion, the horror movie Carrie from back in the day, Victor has Petra off her game. He, she didn't lost sight of where they are, and she fell for this motherfucker. And they went to the bathroom. I guess maybe they were gonna make out or have sex. And Brandy and her flock of racist Dixies are in there, ready to fuck her up. And so they don't like kill her or nothing. They just dress her up in a yellow dress and put a blonde wig on her because she's the goth girl. And they parade her out in front of everyone at the at the uh, at the dance. And I'm just thinking. Man, this shit is so weird. Not really. I see that the 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 white racist characters or the white nationalists and all that seem to I don't want to say be running things, but it feels it it feels kind of I mean it, I guess it feels on brand, but I was like while watching this scene, why wouldn't because we're in a space where this is very, as similar as it is to regular high school, is very different as well. So why are we defaulting to the racist whites having the like upper hand when you have this school full of all these cliques and the dance thing that's important to them and to legacies, but because it was a legacy thing and not a race thing, like why wouldn't the Yakuza be the um, the bullies in this instance? Or why wouldn't the uh, FWO, the uh, black uh, street gang, or why wouldn't, like it just felt like that was kind of lazy to make Brandy, though she is clearly the racist character, I didn't expect for Victor to kind of go along I, I, I guess I can't read the alliances and that's not it's, it doesn't bother me it's just it's surprising when I do see how things are rolling out um but yeah so they pretty much brought her back down to reality like chick you are not one of us you know so don't don't act like you are and it was that was sad to see that was sad to see um I, I just ah, I don't know he he got me Victor tricked me because I was all in it. And that was some good writing. That was good on the part of the writers. Because I was sucked into. I was sucked into this facade that he uh, that he presented. And much like Petra. Well less than her. Because she slept with him. I was like oh man I want them to work. I want them, I want them to work. I don't want to see what will happen. Like I don't know if I thought they would make it. But I was like oh maybe you know he really do like her and or at least like sleeping with her and her company i don't know but that motherfucker he 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 tricked me and i'm not happy about it <laughs> and uh i mean shout out to me he uh tweeted me i said <laughs> i tweeted victor you know something like motherfucker how dare you you <laughs> you tricked us or whatever <laughs> and the actor excuse me the actor playing victor let me look at this tweet he said something like, uh, "Your tears, uh, your tears sustain me." <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, that's that's the highlight of my um, of my uh, watch. Also, Chico tweeted me as well because I talk shit about him uh, for chopping up them rats and making them kids eat them damn rats. I was like, Chico, man, fuck you, dude, for real, for real. Uh, but they just do they do shit that's so borderline 
they get so close to the edge of being like evil to the point where I'm like, why don't you just kill this student? But then like killing is against the rules, but there is no rules against like fucking trying to uh, haze people. So, you know, this show, whew. dance, legacy hazing is a time-honored tradition. Right, the other way. Today, we fight. Let's burn them down. Save your time for maximum destruction. You want to taste the bitch? Knock out, baby! Alright, so all in all, this was a really, really good episode. There was a subplot of Chico and Maria on a date. Now, Chico is very aggressive, very threatening. Uh, Maria is unsafe, period. She needs, I don't know, she needs, um, she needs some type of saving. And the thing that I like about this show is that his abuse isn't physical. Now, it may be escalating to get to that point, but it isn't physical quite yet. And I do like that because it's not... This show is... Let me see. For me, on the outside looking in, this show is handling his psychological and mental and um, emotional abuse in a very interesting way. And it doesn't feel cheap to me. Uh, I've... I would like to know what you guys think. Please use the hashtag ADCAPod. But this storyline of Chico being aggressive, it's a storyline that's followed through in the comics as well. But this one feels a bit more real. Um, I like that Chico is a villain, but he doesn't feel like it to me. It kind of goes back to that Thanos uh, of it all, or even that Shere Khan of it all. Uh, check out last episode of carefree black nerd podcast uh, featuring sid davis of the social introvert well though chico is the villain chico is just a kid in this school doing what everybody else is doing he's just very passionate about taking over the family business maria just happens to be swept up in that life now that doesn't excuse his behavior he is still abusive but it's just i like that though he is the villain i don't feel like it's I feel like the way he's treating Maria is wrong, but him as a villain, it's kind of hard to paint him in that light because no one is innocent. And ah oh man, I just I'm I'm interested to see where the store where the show excuse me is going with this. Uh, Maria pretty much finds out that motherfucker, you ain't safe. You thought you know you was having a nice little night out, and Chico then murdered this man in the back of a car and told you, motherfucker, I know about Marcus. I know you like him. And it's curtains for that motherfucker. He's he's dead. Uh, another thing I liked about this episode was the interaction between Maria and Saya. And, and I, I, I just have to keep referring to the comics. In the comics, I feel like there was a friendship there, or there is. But it didn't ring as true as the television show does. And I really like that about this show. Uh, they're learning each other. And they spend time together... The I would like to see more interactions between the two of them. Um, I think that them going into the uh, the liquor store and uh, you know robbing the dude, fighting him, showing off the skills that they've learned was all very believable. And I want more. I can't recall ever seeing a television show or a movie, maybe more so in books, but where there's been a Asian woman and a Latina woman being friends, being best friends, being close friends, or even males, um, 
so I like that about this album. I'm going to keep harping on that. Where the hell are the black women? But, you know, putting that aside for a second, I do like their relationship. I like their interactions. I like their friendship. It's very believable. And I'm interested to see, again, what this show does with these two women. After they get done tearing up the town, Saya and Maria walk past his house. And Maria's like, oh, you know, I want the, the picket fence and the husband and the kids and dog and cat and all this other shit. And that's a very, you know, endearing story. But it comes up later on at the dance where Chico just throws it inside his face like, yeah, she's playing you. Like, I don't know why the fuck you think you are worthy or you, you know, pretty much we're, we're enemies. And that's where I say Chico is the villain, but he's absolutely right. At the end of the day, we're not here to make friends. We're here to make connections so that later on down the line, we may need these people, but we're also here to study these people because we may have to go after them at some point. And I think that he just did a really good job at playing his part and, you know, talk shit about him all day long. Chico is a really good dynamic uh, adversary to the rest of the cast. I really like him. Um, yeah, so uh, Petra, when she gets outed and, 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 and fucked all the way up by Brandy, which I do not like Brandy. And it's not even like, oh, I hate her. I have such an emotional response. It's just she's a racist and she's boring. Um, I think that so much more can be done to make her more interesting that the show isn't doing She's just a generic Dixie redneck racist MAGA chick. And that's cool. There's a space for it in this show, but she's boring. Like, everybody else seems to be a bit interesting. They seem to be a bit more fleshed out. I just, I don't know. She's just boring as shit. I guess you see so much of that for so long because that whiteness is the default that after a while it's just like, man, do better. Like, you boring as shit. Do better. So, yeah, all that goes on, uh, pretty much all the shit we learned in the beginning of the episode with like shooting darts and stuff, that comes back on everyone where Marcus and, and the, the, the rats you take it out on the legacies. Now, also bringing up Chico, after Chico then fucking disrespected Maria and Saya, he is about to go upside Marcus's head, but thankfully, uh, Wong is there, Wong. That Lord Master Lin is there to break it up. It's just such a ah interesting. I just like what this show is doing. Uh, Sans not having black women on it, but whatever. I like what this show is doing. I'm hoping that they explore a bit more and and listen to the fucking critiques. Like you've already proven that you're going to deviate from the source material, so do that in a way that makes sense. Bring up this black girl now. Like I don't want to wait to season three or four. To see a black woman on this goddamn show, I just, I just don't want to do that. Uh, the pretty much the show is wrapped up in a tiny, neat little bow where Billy and Petra share a kiss while listening to I think Lady in Red or some some eighty song, and we find out at the very end that there has been a hit put out on Saya, and it's through I think someone that's in her gang, the Yakuza. E, I'm probably incorrect. Either way. Shit really finna start getting even worse. And I'm I'm interested. And I'm wondering who put the hit out on her. Now, I wonder if the show is going to keep that a secret or if we're going to know right away. And now the show is just trying to figure out how to get her out of this situation. But I think it'd be more interesting to, to make it a, you know, who did this? Give me a little bit of mystery in the midst of all this 80s 
counterculture shit. All in all, I think this is good. I want to say I tweeted something to the effect of, is this the rats that are in the show, are they like the prequel to Hackers? And Hackers is one of my favorite movies. Um, I believe it came out in 93. It's an early 90s movie with Angelina Jolie and, and this one dude. I forget his name. But it feels, it very much feels like that. Like, Billy feels like the main character from Hackers. Maybe a little bit of Lex as well, but mostly Billy. And Petra and Angelina Jolie's character, I could see them being a... a um, kind of prequel to that character but all in all good good episode good solid episode the show is firing on all cylinders i do appreciate what we're getting uh though i wasn't a teenager in the 80s a lot of this stuff still feels nostalgic and familiar yeah so i don't know all that being said good good solid episode uh a favorite mm, i don't know it's probably between maria Mm, probably Saya and Maria as a duo I really enjoy like I like seeing them with their night on the town uh Petra I'm not really interested like this whole Victor fucked me over it was sad you know he really he, he, he fooled me too but it just wasn't as emotionally impactful as the rest of the the episode so I'd have to say seeing Maria and Saya together that's my favorite a favorite scene favorite character all that good shit I would just really enjoy them Ah, so that has been a deadly class act. Thank you guys for listening in. I do appreciate that. Make sure you check out Welcome to Riverdale on Mondays, uh, Deadly Class Act on Tuesdays, <laughs> and Black Lightning Matters on Wednesdays with my co-host Cole Jackson. Uh, hit him up on Twitter, Cole Jackson One Two, and that is part of government name, also part of BYNK Radio. Uh, make sure to check out my latest episode of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast proper, featuring or with rather guest hosting with uh, Sid Davis. We cover Mowgli, the Legend of the Jungle, in two parts. First part is my issue sixty four, and the second part, at the time of this recording, should be coming out. Soon, but uh, the links will be in the show notes somewhere. Check the social media. Hell, yeah, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag ADCA Pod. Let's talk about a deadly class act or any other shows on the Carefree Black Nerd feed. Make sure to hit me up on all social media sites at Carefree Black Nerd. There is a Facebook page. Go over and like that. Talk some shit with me. And uh, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay the fuck out of King's Dominion. Stay away from Chico. Though he is the villain and justified, that man, man, he he ain't to be fucked with. Nah. <laughs> All right, y'all. 